lot of people are intimidated or afraid. They've, they've already thought about starting a podcast, but they probably said, oh, it's way too much work. Right, or too much time, and I've got I've got clients to see, and yeah, you know, a, a clinic to run. So it's like there's no right. way I'm gonna have time to go and start a new podcast. Right. Hey, what's up, it's Aaron. Real quick, do you want to know the one thing that has helped me accelerate my business and career faster more than anything else? It's learning from people who have already done it and putting myself in a room with people who are well ahead of me on a regular basis. That's exactly what you're gonna have a chance to do at PT BizCon March 19th through 21st. And on top of that, when you get a ticket to PT BizCon, you'll also get a free copy of the PT Business Growth Manifesto, a brand new downloadable action guide, where you'll learn the six growth strategies that the most successful PT business owners have had to learn the hard way. This will literally save you hundreds of hours of your own time and thousands of dollars. To be sure you get access to this and the other exclusive early bird bonuses, be sure you grab your ticket to PT BizCon before Sunday, February 9th. Just go to ptbizcon.com, that's P-T-B-I-Z-C-O-N.com, and at the very least, just go check out the page to see the amazing speakers we've secured and who you're going to have the opportunity to network with and learn from. I'll see you there in March. Now enjoy the show. So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. This is your host, Aaron LeBauer, and today my special guest is Luis Diaz. Luis is a fitness professional turned podcast expert, and Luis is the producer of our podcast, the Cash PT Lunch Hour. I was introduced to Luis through a mutual friend, Vince Del Monte. Vince was also a guest on the show, and Vince and I have the same business coach in Bedros, and Vince posted about Luis, and I was like, I need a podcast producer. And I started working with Lewis, been with him for about a year and a half. I figured it's finally time to bring the podcast guy on the podcast to share with you the secrets of creating a podcast, building your expertise, and what, getting 100,000 downloads in 100 days, something like that. Right, Lewis? You know it. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on the show. So, Man, Aaron, thank you. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about like your journey like you started as a as a trainer or fitness pro yeah. and then turned into started doing podcasts yeah it's it's kind of a weird a weird uh transition but um i was a personal trainer and in college and getting out of college i realized there's a ceiling on that right you can only charge so many hours per you know per day there's right. only so many hours you can work in a day and i was like well this is this really stinks if all i can make i was doing like 13 14 sessions a day getting about 5 a.m leaving the gym around eight. And I was like, I'm going to get burned out real fast. <laughs> if this keeps on going. I was like 23 at the time. I loved it, but I realized there's a scalable way to get, to get to my, my financial goals using health and fitness. And that brought me online for yeah. like a lot of people. I'm sure a lot of people who are, you have PT clinics and things like that. They're like, wow, like there's another avenue to this that you can use using a few leverage online strategies. So I, I got online, started watching, like anyone started researching watching videos on YouTube. And I came across other fitness professionals who wanted to do the same thing or were doing it at a much larger scale. Mm -hmm. One of those was our mutual friend, friend Vince. 
I spent probably two years trying to figure it out on my own and trying to think I don't need a coach. I can just learn through all the free stuff until finally I realized that like, I'm, I'm not going anywhere with the online business. Uh, and it's at the time I was still training as a trainer in, a, in LA fitness. I finally decided to invest about $2,000 into one of Vince's masterminds. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brought me into the online world, understanding email marketing, understanding Facebook, understanding lots of different social media strategies, um, how to create an info product, and then understanding the value of a mastermind and a coach. So after doing that, um, I think I, after that, I basically invested to spend more time with Vince as, as like a coaching client. Yeah. And from there, I got introduced to podcasts and just started learning more about podcasts. And the funny thing was, the first guy I worked with was actually one of Vince's good friends, and he didn't even know I was kind of working for free just yeah. to basically get my name on the radar. And my ideal goal was like, okay, if I work for this guy for free, eventually he'll hopefully promote my, my ebook, <laughs> my little mm-hmm. $47 ebook to his, to his list as a thank you. And what I was doing for, for one of Vince's friends was basically producing his podcast. Because one of the things that I've done, that I learned between working with Vince and kind of studying my own, my own, my own uh, studious online was that in order to get people to pay attention to you, you have to create content right. and you have to be valuable and useful for them. And my idea was like, well, I suck at writing. I suck at video, but I can talk. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I think I bought a $12 course and I learned how to taught myself how to podcast. And that was kind of like my own little content marketing strategy. And that was back in 2016, January, 2016. I started my own, started looking at how to launch it, launched it in like in March, failed, launched it again. <laughs> got a little bit better at it. And um, eventually, Aaron, I actually was able to get clients from my podcast. And this is like just me organically just putting out content, putting in calls to action, and then having people email me who are listening to the show who wanted to be clients of mine. At the time, I was still doing health fitness coaching. And I was building a little tribe of online online coaching clients through my podcast. And uh, I think this is kind of relatable to what we're going to talk about today with your audience and and how can you cre- use podcasts to create inbound traffic to your, your clinic? Maybe if you're doing some online stuff, how do you start to generate interest in your, in your, uh, your offers? Right. But right. Uh, yeah, that that's, was kind of my introduction. That's right. awesome. So you went from being a, a trainer who was like, okay, I need to stop training time for money. Let me check out this online thing. You got your info product and you're just doing someone else a solid by producing their own podcast and then trying to start your, and you started yours to bring in some traffic. And then one day you realized what the, yeah. that producing other people's podcasts was a better route for you than training. Like what, like what happened? Like so, what was the thing that it was, changed for you? It was a really funny conversation. He's like, Lewis. Uh, so Vince pulled me aside one day at a mastermind. He's like, Lewis, you can either sell $47 ebooks or you can charge 500 to $1,000 for podcasting clients. Yeah. And you can help 10 amazing people or however you want to serve. And you can make 10, 20, 30, $40,000 a month doing podcasting, or you can try and sell, you know, X amount of, you know, eBooks at $47 yeah. in a saturated market where you're not the leader and you're not, you have no positioning. And it came very clear to me. Yeah. <laughs> said that. So um, it was, yeah. And I, it's funny cause you, and this is for someone else, for people listening. It's, it's like, you probably have something you're really good at that you probably discount right now. 
mm-hmm. at the time for me, it was like, oh, you have a podcast. That's cool. I don't I want to learn how to do that because everyone else who I talked to didn't have one thought. It was like a daunting process. And I can understand why, that, why they think that. So that was my strength. So I just kind of listened and finally had a mentor nice enough to say like, you're not good at this. Go do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, that's huge. Like, just by having him, you know, kind of point you in a little bit different direction, it's, yeah. it seems like it's made a, a huge, huge impact in your business trajectory, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of, you need those outside eyes. You yeah. definitely need a coach and a mentor. Every podcast I go to, they ask me, like, what's the number one piece of advice? And that's the fact of the matter is you need a coach and a mentor who has eyes outside of yours to look into what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, that's really awesome. And so I think, like, I think Vince, like I've been following Vince and, and, and chatting with him a little bit here and there on Instagram. And I saw him post like, Hey, anyone need a podcast, you know, producer, like I, and I was like, at the time I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I do. And so then I got in yeah. touch with you and we got it set up, but you're also producing podcasts, not just for people like me, but like, uh, well, Vince and Steve Weatherford, who's the football, like small arms to big arms guy. He was a punter with huge arms and a couple yeah. other people. So how did you get like, how was it that you ended up working with some of these big name people? Is it, was it something you were doing to grow your business or relationships or something else? Oh man. So it was definitely relationships. But one of the things I did when I made the commitment to going down this route was I DM'd about a hundred people every day Mm -hmm. for a month and I started to get traction got like 99% no's, but I got a lot of traction just asking people if they wanted to start a podcast. And I specifically targeted people who had the influence and they looked like they were selling something online already. So they had inbound traffic. So I aimed to work with people who would, this would make, this would work, make sense for. So through that, it's funny. Like I, I got connected with some of like the biggest bodybuilding.com kind of like their athletes. And, um, was fortunate enough to make a connection through one of them to some clients I have now, like Celeste Bonin, who's a, she's a WWE diva champ. But a lot of that was also through when people came on Vince's show or a couple of my other clients shows, I made a, I made a personal email. I sent them a personal email thanking them and then asking them, Hey, would you, I mean, you look like you have a great, you know, great business. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Yeah. So I, I kind of initiated the ball for those first year to really, and just really aggressive. Like I was not afraid of no. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and, you uh, know, I want to, yeah. I mean, I want to point that out that like, even though you're promoting a podcast, I'm a lot of times promoting a clinic or an online business. It's like <clears throat> this promotion's the same in that we have to lead with a lot of times a question and not be afraid of being told no, because you didn't, you didn't just approach people and say, Hey, can I create a podcast for you? Or I want you to work with me so I can build a podcast. You were like, have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Like, I don't want to flip over that question that you just said. I mean, that's huge yeah. in, in the way that you've approached people. Yeah. Right? And that, that was something that earlier on, because if, like you were saying before, that's a, the question, the way it's angled is very important because they have thought about it. So you're probably going to get a yes out of most online mm-hmm. people who are selling stuff online, uh, online entrepreneurs. Yeah. So how about people that own businesses that aren't online? Are they starting yeah. podcasts? They are. They are. Yeah. Um, however, for them, the strategy is a little bit different. I uh-huh. mean, if you're, if you're a PT clinic and you want to start one, then the goal is how do you create, I think Aaron, you had a, you had a guy on here a few, maybe a year ago now that had a great all, he had a great business, but he did a lot of community stuff. 
Right. And he, he really collaborated with a lot of other businesses to get his name everywhere. I can't, it's for life. They were something to do with bikers. Like it was like a PT. Oh, Pedal PT. For yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Those guys are, are great. Yeah. 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 And, and they uh, did like, they do like community events, I think weekly coffees and, and everything like that. Yeah. So the, the strategy for, for off, for like an offline business, is how do we create, how do we create a lot of reciprocity with a lot of other businesses in my, in my neighborhood? Mm-hmm. So in like Greensboro, North Carolina, it's like, are, where are people, where are people who are probably my customers also frequenting? Mm-hmm. How can I speak to that business owner and get him on my podcast and collaborate so that he shares it with his audience right. email list? Right. That's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. And that's on my short list of <laughs> things, <that, laughs> things to work on in 2020 is um, a, pod, a local podcast for, for our clinic. But I think, I mean, I've helped a couple of my mastermind students start podcasts. And um, I think it's important to understand, and we were talking about earlier, that a big reason podcasts are so effective is because it's leverage to create reciprocity, mm-hmm. right? And because yeah. we're positioning other people as experts to our audience right? They, they feel like, don't, won't they feel like, well, I got to do something for you. I mean, is, is that what you find? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and also just making sure you, you kind of set the parameters before you interview them. Like mm-hmm. the show is about for, if you're doing a local podcast, this show is about helping other people in the community get connected with their, with local businesses right. so that they feel like it's not just, um, you're not going to ask something at the end you're really just making great content for that person or for that community so that they feel like exactly they feel like, you know, Hey, like you took the time out of your day to interview me. Let the thing I want to do the most to just share that awesome conversation we had. Yeah. Yeah. With people. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then tell, tell me more, like why does a podcast help create expertise and authority for the host? If they're all they're doing is interviewing other people. So, a lot of times it's guilt by association. Mm-hmm. So if you're seen rubbing elbows with the top experts or the top people, like I look at a guy like Omar, Omar Escateller, I can't pronounce his name, but he's basically, his podcast is a passionate few. What is it called? Um, uh, from all accounts, he did not look like, he, did, he wasn't famous before this, but he's gone and interviewed guys like Grant Cardone. He's interviewed some of my former clients like Dan Locke and, and Sharon Travazza. And now he's seen as an expert because he has now been, inter- he's now interviewed all of these amazing famous people like that no one, ha- that no one can get to. And now he's seen as an expert. Right. So you're going to just by association, you're, I don't even know what it is. It's a, I think it's a cognitive bias, but I could be wrong here, but basically you're going to be seen as an, an, another person like yeah. that of similar status. So, so yeah. it's, uh, that, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I think as physical therapists, a lot of times we're struggling with like the competition isn't really other PTs or chiropractors. It's patients and like not seeing us as the expert in their problem. You know, mm-hmm. it's like people think that we're just like post-surgical rehab technicians <laughs> when right. what we really do is we help people recover from injuries and stay fit, healthy, and even get stronger without, you know, like dangerous medications and surgeries. And it's like, how do I get people to, to understand that I'm an expert in what I do? And I think podcast is one of the most amazing ways to do it. There are a lot of other ways like blogs and, and books and things like that. So Lewis, 
you know, because a lot of people, like you already said this, a lot of people are intimidated or afraid. They've, they've already thought about starting a podcast, but they've probably said, oh, it's way too much work. Right. Or too much time. And I've got, I've got clients to see and, yeah. you know, a, a clinic to run. So it's like, there's no right. way I'm going to have time to go and start a new podcast. Right. Totally. So how totally much work that. and time does it actually take to start a podcast? Right. So first, I, I want to position this for someone who is, they have a local clinic and they want to position themselves as an authority. Because there's probably what three or four other clinics in that in, in that area that um are similar, and maybe in, in what they offer. So, I would say it probably takes if you want to do it very lean and simple, it takes no more than about a month to start. And if and if that say if you just took a a month to get started, you could buy a course now. And I don't care whose course, because most people's courses are pretty much the same. They're going to teach you relatively the same basic stuff. Anywhere from two hours, maybe two hours a week to just, a, okay, I got to, you know, just breaking it down in small ports. Like, okay, I got to buy the mic. I've got to set up the hosting. I've got to record an intro and an outro. I've got to record my first five episodes, which we'll, we can definitely touch on that, what those, what those episodes should be. And really that's, that's, there's not much to it when a lot of the stuff can be A, outsourced or B, done on your own with very little time. Like Aaron, there's a number of times I've asked you to to do an intro and a script and we'll write the script and you'll have it done in a, in a day or two. Yes. You know, it's just very simple. So it's, it's not hard. I think it's more about, it's a big, it's a big task that needs to be broken down into micro, micro sprints. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and there's um, things like, I mean, is something like anchor FM something that you like recommend or is it like, is that just easy, but head you down the wrong direction if you eventually want to make it a big yeah. podcast? Exactly. It'll head you down the wrong. It, it's good to start, but it's not good to scale. Yeah. So one of the technical things is that they own like your RSS feed, which is it's, if you have, that's kind of like the lifeline of your podcast. So you don't want to have someone owning that. Mm -hmm. So I would choose something like a Libsyn or a captivate.fm. Their pricing is really cheap and it's simple. So it's, you can get started today and, and get going. Yeah. So, or simple cast, one of those three, I would say are definitely easy ones to, to get started on. And that'll give you a lot more flexibility. You can scale and grow that podcast much bigger. Right. One of the things I'd say for as a, as a PT, what you can do or look into is start, is think about creating a DIY network. Uh -huh. So having multiple podcasts for different things, maybe back pain, maybe you could do something for athletes, PT for athletes or PT for people who sit a lot. So like, you know, corporate and you can make it kind of all co-branded around your, under the, like the LeBauer clinic. Right. But you you mean like a, a, a 10 series podcast on fixing your back? You could, right. you could do Not that. Not an ongoing one, but you need something like that? Right, right. You could, you could, uh, so you could have set up different podcasts um, and do 10, just do 10 episodes on how to fix your back pain if you sit a lot or if you're a truck right. driver. Right. And then another one and just have it out there and it just sits there and feeds you clients. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just, it's always out there. You can do some updated episodes every now and then. But setting the stuff, the tech up is not hard at all. Yeah, that's awesome. What's the biggest thing? What's the number one thing that you hear from people that keeps them from getting started? Is it just the fear that it's going to take too much time? Or is there something at the tech? Is it something else? Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a host of things. I think a couple of things you noted there are, are important to, to list off. Number one, I think the biggest thing people struggle with is that they, they're afraid it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're, if it's kind of like investing in a coach or investing in some kind of business, like you're, you're not hundred percent sure this is going to work. Therefore the time you and energy you expend in that is going to be, 
you're, you're going to be afraid and maybe pull back and not give it all your, all of your, your energy and attention because you're not sure it's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's, it's, that's the biggest one. Second one is, is tech and then simple things like what mic do I choose? I right. see people spending hours on that when that's a, a five minute decision. <laughs> the one I'm using right now is the exact one you need. It's called an yeah. ATR 2100. Yeah. It's like bucks and it'll get the job done for years. I'm so tech lack of trust and then time yeah. for some people. They want to do it. Like they, they think it's going to take way too much time and maybe they people don't have that. Probably that already have a bunch of episodes recorded. Wouldn't you say, I mean, if they've done, if I, they've done anything like Facebook lives mm-hmm. or videos on YouTube, they probably have a bunch of content already. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. This is funny. This is how we launched one of our client shows. So we had a bunch of Facebook live videos that were amazing. So we took those, we're like, let's just, he's already a busy guy. Let's just take those and let's repurpose those in the podcast. So all he had to do was sit there and record little introductions that were like 30 seconds to a minute and just introducing what he's talking about. And then he was done. Yeah. So that resulted in like a 30,000 download month. Wow. That, that initial launch. So you can totally, most people who are doing Facebook lives about problems that their audience has can repurpose that content. And put it on a podcast. You probably already have what, ten to fifteen episodes, right there. That's awesome. What? Um, why should someone start a podcast? If someone's like, dude, I've never thought about starting a podcast, or I'm thinking about it. Like, what are the benefits? Like, podcasting's on the rise. Like, you know, what are the benefits of starting a podcast for people? Whether it's an online online businesses and in in person businesses and and right. people, personal brands, etc. Why why should someone start? That's a great question. I think for just raw benefits, number one, if in, in these days of you want to obviously be positioned and connected with a lot of people in your industry. I can't tell you how many times I've, how many things I've like that have happened to me because I've know so many people or I've interviewed this person and then he introduced me to so-and-so. So number one, from a connection standpoint, obviously you're going to build your network and that person could be your top affiliate. It could be another client. Or I can't tell you how many, how many times I've had people refer me clients mm-hmm. because they're not in the business, but they know someone who needs my help and I interviewed them. So that's number one. Number two, backlinks. A lot of people don't, mm-hmm. don't realize this or may not know this, but SEO is still important. And one of the easiest ways to create great blog posts and all backlinks for your website is to just podcast, do show notes, maybe write a blog, a small blog along with it. And then you have backlinks and also internal links in that, um, inside of that show note page. So that's something that's really easy to do and it. And it just grows your, your domain authority. And then I'd say last one for me is that you actually get smarter and you know your stuff better when you have to talk about it and teach it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, you know, so I think you, you are able to actually be a presenter, better presenter if you ever want to be a speaker or anything along the lines of, of better communicating, you know, you're going to be better at that. You're also going to get better at your craft. And also a side benefit for me is that I wrote my last book, how to get your hundred last, you got to get your first hundred thousand downloads in 100 days using parts of my podcast. Wow. So it helped me create my book. And nowadays we're looking at some ways how you can create like an episode like this, how we can take that and turn that into an infographic or a lead magnet. Right. Uh, Cause right. everything we're talking about here can be a, a, a an opt-in for someone's business. Yeah. And I've done it. I've done this where we've turned it into a paid product and made thousands of dollars from an hour interview, basically. So you know, that's something that my buddy Urson Relicioso and I did. We created a masterclass and we turned it into a product. And right. 
yeah, I mean, these things can be repurpose. It's the repurpose funnel. It's like, don't you know, use the whole, all parts of the pig, as I say here in North Carolina, or, you know, take your content and use it multiple times in multiple places. Yeah, 100%. What do you, you mentioned before that the first five episodes are kind of important is, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about like what should be in those and should we release them all at once or what would, what, is there a, a recommended release schedule type of thing? Yeah. Nowadays, the first five episodes are your first chances that someone's going to hear you. So it's really important that you take time, make those episodes obviously great, but also focus on, on them. So. I would say the first five episodes are all about what are the core pillars of your brand and how do those help your customer get to where they want to go. Mm -hmm. So if you're a PT, then you need to be talking about what is it that you do differently and how does that tie into what that customer is looking to get? Right. If I'm looking to relieve my back pain, how is my process, my four-step process, able to help you get there faster, easier, and cheaper? Mm-hmm. You know, so one of the things I would say if someone's launching a podcast and they want to really make some, make really great episodes that are focused around, around their customer, look at your pillars. So look, if you look at kind of what you stand for as a, as a coach, Aaron, like what are the, some of the pillars, pillar things that you, that you believe would help people get from struggling in their practice to really, really succeeding, having a scalable business that runs itself. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, uh, the, the main things are, was it like understanding your why and passion? Like, cause it's going to be tough, you know, so you got to do that. You got to know who our target is, right. Okay. So we know who we're marketing to and we've got to have a, like a 10 step strategy to take action and launch product. I mean, that would be the main, those are the main three things. we got to know who we are, do who we're focused on. I got to know why I want to do it to help other people. Yeah. And I got to be able to, you know, take action and know like what are those steps to taking action because nothing's exactly. going to happen if we don't take action. On it. Right. So one would be kind of your story, how you got from here to yep. there. And then the next two, three, and four would be those individual episodes on those, those key things. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put a name around that yep. and then create some kind of lead magnet or cheat sheet behind those, those episodes. And then the last one, if we're looking at, you got one, two, three, four, the last one could be something that's really common. So looking at like your top, what's the number one question that your audience is asking that if you go to like Quora, right. <laughs> like everyone who has back pain is asking, or how do I fix back pain? Yeah. Um, so, and then yeah, they can be yeah. Like everyone's asking like, what you know, is my herniated disc going to go basically, you know, my herniated disc going to go away or, you know, how do I fix the herniated disc type of thing? You know, it's like, you know, there's a lot of misinformation. So that would be like a clinical one, you know, right? Everyone right. else is asking me, Aaron, how do I get patients to pay in cash or how do I scale a cash practice when everyone wants to use their insurance? <laughs> right. You know? right, exactly. So it's like you could do a multi-part series. Yeah. That fifth episode could just be a one, a one-liner or one, one shot and done. Or you could span that out into like a series of like, you know, we're going to do a six-part series on how to, you know, create – uh, just how I get more clients to pay with cash instead of paying with insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, we're walking you through. So there's so many things you can do with it and get creative besides just normal interviews. If you look at like what Netflix is doing or what Disney plus is doing, how are they releasing their content? Oh, how are they creating shows <laughs> like those guys, the masters. So I don't really study a lot of other podcasters. Like when I look at content, I study Disney and I study CBS and NBC. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. who have the eyeballs. 
So we should like, let's say we're going to release one for my clinic and we should basically do a, a why, like why we started like a story about our business, you know, a yep. little bit about what the podcast is going to be about. And then answering like, you know, episodes two, three, and four is kind of, you know, the top three problems we help people achieve and some strategies for people to do similar to the way we do blog posts and Facebook lives on them. And then that last one is going to be maybe uh, that fifth one would be more of a, I don't know what, like an outline of, of what we do or how we help, or even just going through one of our eBooks and offering the eBook, something like that. Right. I think I got it all right. And then we take all five of those episodes and just release them all in the first day. So you could, yeah. So that's, that's the second part of your question. I never got to that. So thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So that part is it's, it's interesting because I used to do it like that. I used to release them all at once. And the issue with that I find is that yes, you get a lot of, you get like see five to eight episodes out. The problem is most people won't have time to listen to all five or eight. Mm-hmm. So they'll listen to the top one or two, and then they'll they'll bounce. Which means some people will some episodes may not get listened to as much as they should have, or it just may be content you you may have not positioned as good as you could have. So what I like to do now is launch with anywhere from like three to five on the initial episode. Yeah. And then I'll wait. I'll wait like three days, three or four days, and I'll promote each episode. To, to my email list individually. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we'll launch all five, but then we'll spe- we'll separate. Like each day, we will actually promote them differently. Yeah. Like we'll okay. promote episode one on the first day, two, three, four, five, to your email list and to your follow- following, and then we'll either either go on a normal schedule of like once a week or twice a week after that, or we will uh, just. I've had people where they just do they just release seasons, mm-hmm. so they'll do five to eight and then they'll stop and then they'll do five to eight the next month and stop. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think it also depends on your business model and what you're doing, what else you're doing. Right. 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 Like yeah. Like for doing, the, for right now, we just do one a week. Um, and right. we're doing one a week for a while. And sometimes it's sometimes like, Oh, this is great. And then sometimes I'm like, Oh man, we don't have any interviews scheduled. What are we going to do? And we go dig right. up some old content. We'll dig up some old content or I'll create something new. And it's, it's a decent amount of work because my episodes are an hour. But I could see, yeah. you know, 15, 30 minute quick interviews over lunch, you know, interview after a workout, something like that is, you know, podcasts don't have to be hour long. They can be 10, 15 minutes, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Some of mine are 10, 15 minutes. And those are the best ones. One of the things I've done recently is started to do more audits. Mm-hmm. So I'll bring a client on my podcast or I'll bring somebody else who's not a client is do an audit on their show. And this is something, it's almost like, a, it's not like an interview. It's more of like you just demonstrating your expertise. And instead of sometimes always going for the interviewer, going for the expert, I'll do that as a way to drive people who are, maybe they've been following you on Facebook or they've seen your stuff, but they're not really sure how you can help or not really, they don't trust you as much. Uh-huh. It's a great way to build a relationship with someone who's a potential prospect. Just get them on the podcast, help them with their business, do like a business audit, like a PT business, business audit yeah, and give them some homework and then have them report back to you and then carry on the conversation. So that's another way to, to do interviews or stuff like that, to use your podcast as a, as a lead gen tool, right. As opposed to just free content all the time. Yeah. That's passive. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. What else? Like, let's say someone already has a podcast, you know, they've yeah. been doing it for a year or two, kind of like I had been before we started working together. You know, what are some of the things that you see with people who, you know, may have already started, but things aren't, you know, like 
going as well as they could, or maybe they think they're going well, but like, what would be some things that they should look at or look out for to see if they need to change something or do something new or different? Yeah, this is a great question because I get asked this all the time. So a couple things. Number one, one of the things I like to do is resurvey the audience. So mm-hmm. I will like, cause we tend to drift. We're like, we're, we're sitting there, we're producing content. It's going out. We're getting some downloads. And it just seems like sometimes we, we forget that there's actually human beings on the other end of that. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, <laughs> we need to figure out what these people actually want. <laughs> so we need to like, I need to get them on the phone. I need to get them. I need to get a survey out. I need to incentivize them to just tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, like, like I want to learn about this or I'm struggling with this. So the first thing I like to do with people like that is like, we need to kind of tap the lifeline and like get people back into it and figuring out what they want to hear. And then that dives into what kind of content are we going to create? Is it going to be interview based? Is it going to be series? So that's, that's really step number one. Number two, another way to kind of spark growth is through contests and giveaways. Mm -hmm. So we've all got something to give away, whether it's yours or maybe it's an affiliates or maybe it's a partners or maybe you're just giving away your time at the beginning, but um, giving away things in exchange for subscribership reviews and shares and engagement. That's something that for us, we've seen success with whether you're launching or whether you already have a show and you can make whatever excuse you want. Like, you know, it's Christmas or so doing a giveaway. It's Hanukkah. It's, you know, whatever the case may be. So those are two two ways right now in order to get some kind of traction or get to spark growth mm-hmm. to the next level if you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, what's the, like, on average, like, we know, like, people like Lewis House is, like, thousands or millions of downloads, right? And, yeah. and what's his name? Joe Rogan is, like, at the biggest, most popular Stupid podcast. Level. I mean, I don't, how yeah. many, how many downloads a month does Joe Rogan get? Oh, I want to say millions yeah. millions because he the thing is he's doing it on youtube too and right. he's got a massive youtube audience that's another thing i think if you're not if you're podcasting and you're not on youtube then you you definitely want to get on there like that needs to be a, a an initiative if you're already creating content yeah especially video and, content yeah and that's why i record these as videos and we strip the audio and put it on the podcast and put the video on youtube and we put both the video and the podcast audio on the blog post but let's say, hey, hey, Aaron LeBauer doesn't get a million downloads and there are not a million right. people that live in Greensboro. What, what is a successful podcast? That's up to the eye of the beholder, I've learned. Because mm-hmm. I'll say a number and I know, I'll say, I could say 10,000, but I know people are getting 30,000. So if they drop down to 10, they'd be like, whoa, there's guys who are getting hundreds, maybe just a couple hundred. So it really depends on what your goals are. Like if your goal as a clinic is to get one customer a month or or 10 leads a month from your podcast, you really don't need a lot of downloads for that. You need maybe a couple hundred. So the, the beauty, it's, it's in the eye of the beholder. For, for a guy or gal who's doing this for business purposes, like they have a business behind this, maybe have a high-end mastermind or they have some kind of product they're selling, I wouldn't focus so much on the numbers. I'd focus on conversions. Mm-hmm. I'd focus on how many people, when I give this free gift away, how many people go and download it? Or how many people... Are, are engaging with me on the podcast and saying like, Hey, uh, I really enjoyed the last episode and give me some clarity on X, Y, and Z. So there are other measures like downloads aren't always the best because downloads don't turn into dollars. Right. Unfortunately it depends. Uh, so I like to look at like, how are we converting those people from listeners into, into leads and opt-ins and people who are actually engaging with my stuff. Yeah. Um, awesome. So I like to, I definitely like, pick that, pick a number 
for people who are listening, like pick a number, 10, I want to get 10 leads from my podcast mm -hmm. and then go to work on just measuring that every month. Like how many leads did I collect and where did they go in my funnel? Yeah. So is that like, I guess I got a couple more questions for you and we'll, we'll wrap sure. up. But I think like a lot of people talk about monetizing podcasts, you know, it, and there's a lot of different ways to monetize a podcast and some podcasts don't need to be monetized. Is there a specific, you know, so there's like what there's sponsors and there's some other things, but like, is there a specific uh, type of or way to monetize a podcast or make it work for you? Um, is it just like the lead generation tool that we just spoke about? Or is there something else? Like when we talk about podcast monetization, like ads or. Right. Um, I think I, I did a training on this. It's a free training with my book and I'll, we'll link it in the show notes. It's okay. called the seven key monetization models of podcasting. It's, it's a, it's a, like a private podcast that I did um, a little while ago, but um, I can't remember all seven. Basically there's a couple, there's your own products. Mm-hmm which are the most profitable and the best ones, if you can do it. This is why um, this is why all the big people have courses or they have other things they're selling behind it. Cause like there's no, it's hundred percent ownership by you. There's no saying what you can and can't do. It's hundred percent your profit. So your products, number one, always going to be from my eyes, the best way behind that. There obviously is sponsorships via like for you as a PT, as, as a, talking about like how to PTs, there's a lot of software that are companies that would love to talk to your audience. Right. Um, I think we spoke about someone before who has like a couple sponsors that would be perfect for you as well. So that for you and your, and any other PTs listening, this would be another way looking at what softwares are you using on a daily basis? Could you reach out to them and potentially say, Hey, I have a podcast that gets mm -hmm. 500 people a month here. Are my listeners, you know, would you like to be the first sponsor at an introductory price? Right. So you can instantly, if you go, you go out and, and create those relationships with sponsors, they will, they'll, they'll be receptive, but that's the second way. The third way, which is not a very common way and very few people do it, which is charging guests to be on their podcast, mm -hmm. which is only if you have a very large amount of traffic. So that's the third way. And then the fourth way is through uh, affiliate, affiliate deal. So JV and affiliate stuff. So um, I've had clients in the past where They've told me like, look, I don't care how many downloads the podcast gets. <laughs> I'm here to bring affiliates on, create relationships so that they promote my products right. to their list. And uh, if you have an affiliate marketing model where you're selling something and you want someone else to promote it, what better way to break bread and, and, uh, and to connect with someone who's not currently promoting your stuff than to get them on a conversation and talk to them yeah. or on a podcast and talk to them. That's so those awesome. are four ways. Yeah, four biggest ways that um, that I see people monetizing podcasts. Mm -hmm. A good show to check out for this is um, Evergreen Profits. They, I think, they sell like a monthly membership. Okay. Where you get like these like super cool um, show notes, like you know, kind of like a Cliff Notes version of your po of podcast episodes. They sell for like seventeen bucks. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, and they have like hundreds of thousands of people on this thing, so it's it's a good monthly retainer or monthly. Yeah revenue model. So that's awesome. Lewis, what, uh, what questions did I not ask you about podcasts or about business growth that you think would be um, helpful for people listening? Mm, I would say that's a, that's a really good one. We covered a lot of good ground here to help people get started. I would say when it comes to PTs, I want to focus on PTs and be super valuable to your audience, mm -hmm. Aaron, because I know some people listening to this right now that probably have a clinic and they're busy as heck. The, the thing is, one of the questions I would say is how do I 
benefit from podcasts without having to start my own. Right. Or going through all the work of starting my own and maintaining it. And that is, I would say, through getting on other podcasts and really becoming a resource and a really featured guest that people love to interview so that you can A, benefit from their traffic, drive traffic to your stuff. At the same time, you don't have to worry about editing or production. So being a guest is the, is the number one way I would say, or number one question I would, I would say that's yeah. most people are asking me nowadays that's <laughs> that awesome. we didn't cover. So how do people do that? Do they just go and like say, Hey, I want to be a guest on your podcast. And you know, like, like a lot of these messages I get is like, Hey, so-and-so would be a great guest on your podcast. I'm like, but they have nothing to do with health business or, you know, like, yeah. 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 It's, um, I find it, it's very, it's, it's a lot like talking to a girl at the bar. You don't ask her to marry her, marry her. You don't ask her to go out on a date. You probably want to ask her to buy a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to give before actually even asking. So a lot of times when I'll make a, when I'll get invited on podcasts, I'll meet someone at an event or I will help someone in a Facebook group mm-hmm. or I'll, you know, I'll just send them a free gift and like, Hey, like thought you, I saw you had a question here. thought this, this would help you a lot. And, um, a lot of times I'll get asked like, Oh wow, you really know your stuff. Like, would you be a guest on my podcast? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm happy to. So a lot of times I don't even ask for it and I wouldn't recommend asking for it unless you have a really good pitch and you've, you're actually relevant. So it starts with helping and finding out like where, who has podcasts that your list audience listens to. Right. And then how do you position yourself as an expert and as someone who's helpful to those podcast hosts without being sleazy, spammy, or, or looking like you're begging for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for traction, for help. So. Yeah, that's great. And that goes back to where we started in the beginning. It's like asking the right questions. Like I got to know if the person at the bar wants a drink, <laughs> like, are they yeah. thirsty? You know, are right. they interested in chatting? Someone else, like, are they interested in guests rather than just like, Hey, I'm a great guest or <laughs> buy my physical therapy. It's like, I got to know if you need it. Right. 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 You know, so being observative, that's, that's a great point there too. Yeah. We've got something coming out soon about to help people with that. And yeah, we'll share, I'll share more details about that okay. when it comes out with you awesome. to share with everyone here. Cool. Well, what's the, uh, you, you mentioned you had like a, a free resource or, and I know you got a book, like, is there, is there a way that uh, people listening can get a hold of that? Totally. Uh, so we will link it in the show notes, Aaron. So make sure you go to Aaron's uh, website. Is it labauerconsulting.com? Yeah, labauerconsulting.com forward slash podcast. Cool. Go, go there and um, there will be a link to my free book, how to get your first hundred thousand downloads in 100 days. It'll be a free PDF download. All you have to do is add your, uh, send your email name and you'll get the book. And that will pretty much lay out some of the things that I've seen help people grow really, really fast. Um, so so awesome. yeah, it's probably the best place to start if you're awesome. looking at launching or growing a podcast. Awesome. Thank you very much. And then if someone wants to get in touch with you online somewhere, where do they find you? Like Instagram, Facebook, website, et cetera. Uh, probably Facebook. There's like a million Luis Diaz. That's a problem with my name. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a shortage of Luis Diaz. Yeah. I guess the best place would be if you're an Instagram fan, go to Luis or at Luis Ryan Diaz, uh, Luis Ryan Diaz. So mm-hmm. L-U-I-S Ryan Diaz. Uh, and then Facebook, I have a brown jacket on. I'm holding a coffee. <laughs> <I've been Louis> <laughs> <Diaz>. <laughs> There's probably five, five of you doing that too. There's right? probably five or six of those. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> the better looking one. I hope. Or you just come to my, I come to the blog website and we'll have the right links. Exactly. Um, yeah. LeBauer Consulting is, we'll have all yeah. the good details for you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I, I have the, uh, 
fortune and misfortune of sometimes being six foot three with red hair, which didn't help in middle school. Now it helps though. Lewis, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all the work you've done for me and helping me produce this podcast because without what you guys have been doing, it wouldn't have grown the way it's grown in the last year and a half. So thank you. I appreciate that. It's really appreciated. Um, and I'll also give a shout out to Lewis. If anyone's looking for someone to produce their podcast and take that time suck off your hands every everything that we've done with lewis has been amazing and great and easy he just sends me scripts i read them out we boom so um get in touch with him if if that's you um, there may only be a few people on here listening but uh i want to give him a shout out he's been really awesome in helping us grow the grow the podcast and save a ton of time and promote some other thing other events and great ideas for marketing so Thank you, Lewis. I want to just, you know, say that <laughs> to you it's on air. And this is the Cash PG Lunch Hour. So if you've gotten anything out of this episode or any other episode, uh, we'd really appreciate you leave a five-star rating review on iTunes. And if you have any questions, throw them to me through Instagram. Screenshot this on Instagram stories. Share it with your friends. Tell someone. Um, or just go take action on the one idea that you learned here today and make it happen. And uh, we'll see you on the next show. Thanks so much. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice or you already have one and you want to learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint. Because I want to get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I want to give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com. And we get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.